Uh, 415ers podcast, as always, three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Uh, we'll be giving you an updated schedule come off-season time because, unfortunately, that is what starts for the 49ers. But it's Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you, as always. Okay, and, and that kind of – I don't want to get to the to the off-season yet, Mark. And I, and I do want to finish out this episode on kind of what you touched on in your last statement, which is even though it, we may disagree about whether the national media or other fan bases are going to look at the 49ers and view them for what happened at the end of the game as opposed to maybe the first 28 minutes of the football game, as opposed to what happened the first 18 weeks, 19 weeks, 20 weeks of this season, which was – borderline miraculous considering where you ended up or on the doorstep of where you ended up just off the top of your head. When I say, what do you remember this season for, or what will come to your mind first when you think about the 2022 San Francisco 49ers football season, you say what? Hmm. It's a good question because I think there are like four distinct options. There's the Trey Lance injury. There's the Christian McCaffrey trade. There's the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, not necessarily right when he went down because it was you were unsure if it was going to be season ending. Um, it, it was the, the announcement that he was out for the season. And then it was the emergence of Brock Purdy. I think just because it was more recent, I think I would probably first thing that pops into my head is Brock Purdy and how he just burst onto the scene out of nowhere. Um, but we've spent all year talking about how this season has taken twists and turns that no one could have expected of. And I think there's like four distinct options that on any other season for any other team would be the number one memory for their season. But the Niners have four of them. So I guess just by default, I'll go with the one that happened most recently, which was the emergence of Brock Purdy. Well, and Brock Purdy still has never lost a football game that he did not finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I would say I know technically he was in the end in quarterbacking, but uh, I, I'm a I'm I'm a ride with that, that and I and that, I think that's actually going to be a stat that we're going to see thrown up on a lot of national football broadcasts probably. next year. To, to be fair, that that Purdy at the end of the game was not the normal Purdy. That was the Niners' fifth quarterback of the season. That was uh, no right arm Brock Purdy, different than normal Brock Purdy. Yeah, if we I don't know we make fun of like scarecrows and under center but that was, that was about as close to a scarecrow as you could put back there and i really hate that his season had to come to an end like that yeah. it it appeared like you know he just had no option i mean anytime you deal with an elbow injury let me put it this way anytime a pitcher in baseball deals with an elbow injury they leave the field they do not come back you generally don't tend to hear from them for the rest of the season brock purdy i will give him credit at least knew that he was the only guy that could go out there and do it and at risk of putting himself in further harm's way also did so. So I definitely want to tip my cap to Brock Purdy. And, and like you said, I, I think he's the first thing that, that I will remember about this season because I don't really know how he can't be like everything. He did. There's a reason why Brock Purdy being in this situation was so stupendous and unbelievable and also, you know, probably the reason why a rookie quarterback has never been to the Super Bowl, because whether it be due to injury, whether it be due to, you know, bad play, which I don't think Brock Purdy made or wasn't given a chance to make in this football game, um, something it just it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, that's that's kind of how I was left at the end of the football game, as well as being robbed of a great football game by what went down. Uh, but, yeah, Brock Purdy is the first place the mind goes for sure. 
on this game specifically, I I know you mentioned something earlier uh, last year's NFC Championship game where you were up in the fourth quarter and you let a lead slip away. Is that more or or less frustrating? For me, Evan, um, I don't know. Watching this game, I in in this whole season, I feel like this one hurts the most. If you're a 49er fan, because this was, in my opinion, Kyle Shanahan's best team as head coach of the 49ers. And it seemed pretty clear, you know, at least to me. And you saw how the Eagles played. We just spent a lot of this episode talking about the Niners defense and how they did a lot of what they wanted to do through the first half. And the Eagles were aided by some mistake by the Niners on basically every scoring drive that they had. And I'm not taking anything away from them. They were the much better team. They've been the the best team in the NFC all season long. They are a deserving NFC champion, and they'll have a very good shot to win the Super Bowl. But the way that this game played out, Evan, it, it makes me feel like this Niner team, considering the fact that they were without their their quarterback in this game, and they still were in it for about a half of football. This seemed like the year. It really felt that way to me. And I know it's wild to say, considering they just lost 31-7 to in the NFC title game, and they had a rookie quarterback out there who was looking to become the first rookie quarterback to ever win a conference championship game. But it felt to me, Evan, like this was the year. And the way that they made the Eagles look for much of this game if Brock Purdy's healthy, I think the Niners win this game. And I think they have a great chance in the Super Bowl. I know it might sound like sour grapes, but that's how I feel. This was the best team that Kyle Shanahan has had as the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And we talked about some of the major areas the Eagles have an advantage over San Francisco. Covering Devontae Smith. And A.J. Brown, what did they do in this game? Mooney Ward and Yamador Lenore were really good. Now, I know in the second half, they did not throw the ball much. They they were eager to run the ball, and, and why wouldn't you with a big lead against a team that cannot throw the ball on their side? The Niners were good against the pass in this game. And the Niners neutralized the vaunted Philadelphia offensive line. They got to Jalen Hurts. They didn't sack him, but they made him uncomfortable and made him earn everything. They get one sack. One sack. But I, I, don't, I, I leave this game feeling incredibly frustrated, Evan, because I'm convinced this is the best team the Niners had. And if it weren't for another unfortunate injury to their quarterback, I think there's a very, very, very real chance that they come out of this game with a victory. And, and then who knows what happens in the Super Bowl. And the reason it's so frustrating is because down the road, you never know what might happen. This could prove to be the team's best opportunity to win it all, and, and they might never get back to this stage again. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen, but it's possible. It It's it's hard for me to, to move past this one because it felt it felt like, like their best opportunity. And look, I can absolutely respect that. I, I know that we differed on our previous episode as to who we thought was going to win this football game. I thought Philadelphia would, but obviously not for the reasons that we saw today. I, Philadelphia didn't seem as dominant. I mean, at least to me, right? I mean, were you impressed with what they did? Obviously, I'm I'm not taking away the victory from them, but it, it didn't seem as good as I thought Philadelphia was going to be. No, I'm with you, but I also did think that there was going to be 
a physicality factor that Philadelphia had not seen this mm-hmm. season, especially in the last month of the regular season. Similar to how we saw Dallas get the better of San Francisco in the first half last week because San Francisco had played a softened Seattle group the week before. I think we saw Philadelphia not be ready for what San Francisco offered, partially because they cakewalked their way past New York in the divisional round. And I think that San Francisco defensively did punch the Eagles in the mouth in the first half. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback. I know, I guess at the time when he fumbled, they didn't know that he was going to be out for the game, but you fumble. They forced three straight punts after Philadelphia was already up seven. So that to me is, is the San Francisco 49ers saying, yes, we can play on the same field with you guys. We can hang with supposedly the best team in the NFC. And that's where I feel robbed as a fan is I don't know what was going to happen. You feel confident the Niners could win that game with a hundred percent Purdy. I respect that. I feel confident that the Eagles find a way to win that game with a hundred percent Brock Purdy. And they, they find a way in the second half. The fact of the matter is we will never know. And that's what sucks about this football game in the end is because of an injury, because of some mistakes, because of then a second quarterback injury, we were dealt, a hand as fans, nevertheless, as players on the field of having to watch a game that was less interesting than a week three regular season matchup, in my opinion. Like, that's the way I felt watching the second half of this football game. Mark, I stopped taking notes at halftime. Like, like I, I jotted down a couple things. Obviously, the Josh Johnson concussion was big, but 21-7 with the way the last two minutes ended, with the way things were trending, with the way that San Francisco had nothing going, it, like... I, I felt cheated. I felt cheated at the end of the day. And that's not how you want to feel when you have the two best teams, in my opinion, in football going toe to toe in a game that determines who goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the numbers. The Eagles, 3.8 yards per play. That's a gigantic win for the 49ers defense. If you told me coming into the game that the Niners defense would hold the Eagles to 3.8 yards per play, I would tell you the Niners are on their way to the Super Bowl. The Niners, though, 3.6 yards per play. And that's what happens when you don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball. Um, rushing, the Eagles, 3.4 yards per rush. The Niners, 3.4 yards per rush. The fact that the 49ers were able to run the ball as well as the Eagles were able to run the ball when the Eagles knew the only thing the Niners were doing for three and a half quarters in this game was running the ball, that is damn impressive. Now, 3.4 isn't anything to, in a vacuum, be too excited about. But considering everything that happened in this game, Evan, uh, I think the Niners were right there if their quarterback was healthy. And that's what makes this so tough and so difficult to swallow. Now, of course, you, you look beyond the average per play and per rush. There's a gigantic edge because the Eagles ran so many more plays, 70 plays, To the Niners, 45. That's where the three fumbles and the three turnovers come in. The Eagles were three for three on fourth down. They extended. They got, you know, first downs when they needed to. Credit to them. But the Niners were much closer than this final score suggests. And it's unfortunate because, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, this, as we said at the top, and and as you just said a couple of minutes ago, we got cheated out out of a chance to see these two elite teams play against each other at the, at the height of their powers. And uh, we might not have another NFC championship game matchup that equals this billing for a long time. This was supposed to be a matchup to remember 
uh, and I guess it will be remembered, but but for all the wrong reasons instead. Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way to put a mark. And I know we're we're not going to do like a game ball segment at the tail end of this episode, uh, but I do want to mention the most exciting play of the game, which you alluded to earlier in the episode. And that was Christian McCaffrey's 23 yard oh, touchdown rush. I mean, and that's, that, that's also the part of this too. It's like a play like that is something that in any, you know, back and forth football game in the postseason that's between two teams and it's coming down to the wire. Like that's a play that's going to be remembered because of how remarkable it was. Christian McCaffrey broke, broke four tackles on that play each in a different way. He hurdles the first defender. <laughs> he cuts around the second defender, and then he bulldozes and bounces off the third and fourth defender en route to a 23-yard scamper. That's a play that you and I might remember. I, I doubt that's a play that 90% of people are going to remember because of what the football game ended up being. Christian McCaffrey's lone score was the lone highlight, but it was the highlight of the game. That might have been the most, I got, I got to run through my mental Rolodex here. That might be the most remarkable touchdown the Niners have scored all season. And I there's been some, I mean, the Christian McCaffrey trifecta game, his first start in SoFi against the Rams where he ran through uh, and caught a touchdown. Maybe his his receiving touchdown where he went high into the air like a receiver is up on the list. The, but from the only a, other one I can think of would be Debo's Monday Night Football touchdown against the Rams, where he like broke away mm, from Ramsey after high pointing the football. That's it was a like good a sixty one. yard touchdown. But that's about it. Yeah, that's a good one. In, in terms of individual, just pure greatness on display. I think it's the Debo one and that McCaffrey one. Those other McCaffrey ones against the Rams were more so, I don't know, storyline induced because it was his first start. But you're talking about purely the best football play, the best touchdown of the season. I think that's that's certainly up there. That Debo one's a good call as well. So it'll it'll get lost in the shuffle for sure. You're right because of what happened the rest of the game. But that deserved a shout out. I mean, McCaffrey was the Niners offense. They had 164 total yards. Uh, and McCaffrey had 106 of them. So, I mean, no surprise when you go down your quarterback, you're going to give it to your most versatile weapon. And that's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he was, he was incredible. He he certainly deserved better than this. Uh, the good news for the 49ers is they have him under contract for years to come. He'll be back next year. We talked about who knows what the future might hold. What we do know is that Christian McCaffrey will be a 49er for years to come. And that's fantastic news for the 49ers because uh, he was the engine that made them go this season. And uh, it'll probably be more of the same in, in years to come. So good call. He deserves a shout out. And look, 106 yards when number one, the entire defense knows that you're getting the ball. <laughs> and number two, when your quarterback can't throw the football further than five yards after, you know, essentially minute seven of the football game. I know Josh Johnson was, was able to, but uh, unfortunately didn't look up to the task and, I, I know people are going to be coming down his road. I don't want that to happen because I think he was just unfairly put into the football game. Oh. And he's he's from Oakland. Shout out Oakland Tech. Shout so out. We, we we do love Josh Johnson. Yeah, no, but, you can't you can't blame him. I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be on a football team. There's a reason why he wasn't, as you said earlier. It's just a yeah. a, a terrible situation. He clearly isn't isn't a good enough quarterback to to expect and to have the weight of the world on his shoulders in an environment in a game like this. Nothing against him. It's just the simple truth. He he shouldn't have been in that situation. The only reason he was because the Niners had three terrible injuries to quarterbacks this season, and uh, we might not see something like that happen ever again. 
Yeah, and, and that'll be something, of course, we'll dig into all off-season long. Make sure to stay tuned for 415ers updates as far as episodes, schedules, planning. We'll continue to be with you throughout the off-season, uh, but unfortunately, the regular season and postseason comes to a conclusion for 2022 for the 49ers. So uh, I, I know this was a lot of fun, Mark. Obviously, you never want it to end. Only one team can win. It felt like in a lot of ways the 49ers were dealt a hand that made it incapable of them winning today, even if they were in the game. Um, but it, this was a great first season. I, I enjoyed doing the 415ers with you each and every week, three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, and I look forward to what continues. Yes, I'm with you. Uh, you said it right. An unfortunate end to the season. I would suggest all Niner fans out there listening who are distraught, who are frustrated, who are upset, who are trying to get this bad taste out of their mouth. Remember all the great memories from this season. It was an incredible season. There will never be another like it for just about every down moment. We talked about the injury to Trey Lance, the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. For every down moment, there was a a, a moment afterwards, an incredible moment to bring you right back up. So remember how incredible this season was. Remember all those all those fun moments because this was a season filled with them. Unfortunately, it ends in the NFC title game, and the Niners are are unable to win their sixth Lombardi trophy yet again. It's unfortunate. Three NFC title games in four years and, and no Super Bowls uh, at the end of the day. It, it's it's difficult, but uh, this was an incredible season, and there were so many more positives than there were negatives, uh, which is saying something because there were a lot of negatives. So there were a ton of positives in this season, and I hope – I hope everyone can uh, find solace in the fact that this was a, a really fun year. And, and we're happy that everyone was along in the journey with us here on the 415ers. So thanks so much. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Please download, rate, subscribe. We, we will be having uh, content coming your way all off season long. Uh, but for the final time here at NFC title game, we are saying so long. 415ers podcast after the 49ers fall in the NFC championship 31-7 to to the Philadelphia Eagles. Tip of the cap to the Eagles. Tip of the cap to the 49ers for a great season. Uh, We'll talk to you next time.